The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Well, time to get some advice that could save you precious time or protect your cash with Consumer Ninja Wendy Nola now. Wendy, welcome again to The Money Show. Criminals are always finding ways to have us parting with our hard-earned money. One of those is making us withdraw cash at gunpoint. In that scenario, is it then as easy as calling the bank and asking them to reimburse your funds or can it get more complicated? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm going to come with a complicated answer, Mateo. And, <laughs> and fortunately, um, I can completely understand that if you've been a victim of something that horrific, you've got a gun to your head and someone making you give out your your what the industry calls the keys to your safe, right? So your, your passwords and pins and that. You feel you don't have a choice, and so and you were a victim, so why should you have to suffer the loss? Mm. But it's not uh, that simple because it's not the bank's fault either. And um, uh, what got me thinking about this issue and engaging with the Ombudsman for Banking Services around it because that's the impartial body that um, gets to mediate uh, when someone doesn't get refunded by the bank, feels that's unfair, you know, complains to the ombud, and then they have to pick a side, right? Was the bank right or was the consumer right? So I've had two case studies come my way in the last, uh, this week alone. That's worrying. Uh, which is, I know. So the first one was, um, I was alerted to a post on Reddit, which went like this. My wife was hijacked for a few hours in December under gunpoint and after being beaten. She gave them the banking details. All the funds were stolen. They were either transferred out or her card was used. This includes money from our bond account. There's a police case number. I reported the matter to Nedbank while she was still missing. Um, our refund was rejected as, because she gave out her PIN. Has anyone gone through anything similar? This man asks. And can you please advise me? Absa reviewed the case and found that there was merit for refund, even though she gave out the details as it was literally a life or death situation and it's not normally insured. Besides the trauma involved, the financial impact is devastating. So somebody saw that, posted on Twitter, tagged me and asked, I would love to know if the banking ombudsman is in favor of the customer when their accounts are emptied during a kidnapping. In other words, under... Under duress, yeah. Under duress, extreme duress. Then just yesterday, Timbin Corsi emailed me about his kidnapping experience it happened on the 10th of Feb, less than a month ago, um, and he was held hostage by gunmen for about six hours, during which time they forced him to divulge his pins um, at gunpoint. He says the criminals sub- subsequently got their hands on 3,000 rand out of his F&B account, which has since been re- um, excuse me, reimbursed by the bank. But then a bigger sum, far bigger sum, 84,000 rand was transferred out of his Capitec account into another Capitec account and then into several Bidvest accounts. And so far, Capitec has told him that his loss stands at 20,000 rand. The full outcome, though, the full quantum of his loss has yet to be confirmed and finalized. Um, but the bank, as I say, has indicated that whatever losses there are, his to bear, he will not be reimbursed. So I went to the Ombud, uh, Rihanna Stain is the Ombudsman for Banking Services, and yeah. asked her what they feel about this when such cases come uh, to them as complaints. She says, essentially, the role, the role of the Ombudsman for Banking Services, OBS, is to ensure that banks treat their customers fairly and in compliance with their own policies, procedures, and all applicable laws, regulations, and codes of conduct. We can only make a recommendation 
where we find that there has been unfair treatment, negligence, non-compliance or maladministration on the part of the bank. And that's very important. In investigating complaints involving kidnapping, robbery and acting under duress or gunpoint, our investigation will typically involve ascertaining whether there was wrongdoing or negligence on the part of the bank that caused the customer's losses or contributed to them. If, after our investigation, we find that the bank could not could have prevented or mitigated the customer's losses but failed to do so, we at OBS have the power to recommend that the bank involved must refund the portion of the customer's losses that could have been prevented but for the bank's negligence. So if it was reported, for instance, and um, the, they still allowed um, the uh, forces to withdraw the money, right? Um, it's important to note, however, that our starting point when dealing with such complaints is that the bank customer is liable for all transactions that take place with the use of that customer's confidential access banking details. Liability only shifts to the bank once the compromise of these details has been reported to the bank, because only then will the bank be expected to take immediate steps to prevent the customer's losses. So that's what's so important to phone these things in, right? Yeah. And would you need to prove then, uh, Wendy, that, you know, you went under... Um, you were under duress, you were at gunpoint, you got a police a report saying this has happened to you. Well, that's, that would be irrelevant. The only time, strictly speaking, that the Ombud could rule that the, the um, bank was neg- negligent was if they were alerted, say, by a spouse oh, okay. uh, or family member that this person's been hijacked. I fear that they're going to be made to give up these uh, pins and passwords um, at gunpoint and that they will. So please block the account. I'm telling you, anything that happens from now on is going to be fraudulent. And they, that fraud still happens, then they would be liable. Um, but um, the, Rihanna, stay in the image continues um, that uh, it, we have noted that in certain instances, banks have taken the decision to refund their customers in full as a, at their commercial discretion. And I can add that we often advocate for this outcome on a, on a sympathy basis as well. So in other words, they don't have to, but it would be nice if they did. Yeah, it's a case by case. Case by case, exactly. And she then says, we've noted instances where complainants have alleged that the banks have insurance for this. So like, why not refund? But this isn't the case. As far as we're aware, banks cannot take out insurance against these types of incidents due to the inter- uh, interdeterminate liability that comes with them. But um, customers may... Um, it, um, explore taking out such insurance to cover this. So then she added something really interesting. Um, She said she's planning to engage with the banks, suggesting that they allow clients to protect their accounts for certainly a large part of their funds in the accounts by issuing instructions to prevent the immediate access to their funds. So the point is immediate, right? Such as a seven-day notice period to withdraw funds from investment accounts and home loan accounts. Oh, that's clever. I will never need to do it to have access immediately. I'll, I will plan. So put this in. Um, and that will go a long way to preventing this very rapid transfer of massive sums of money out of fraud fixes accounts. Um, and it's something that we bank clients, I think, should engage with our banks about too. If we don't need immediate access to our non-transactional accounts, why allow that to the fraudsters? And then, of course, put in limits on those um, uh, transactional accounts um, of how much can be transferred out or spent uh, in a day and um, give strict instructions to your bank that that can't be changed other than by, you know, you phoning in, for example. Yeah. So they, they can't go online and do it. So I think it's time that we, given, unfortunately, how, how life, this sort of cr- violent crime in South Africa is, 
that we, you know, engage with our banks around this. Um, I'm sure the ombudsman, I'm hoping, but I'm pretty sure she will have her <laughs> suggestion will find traction with the banks because they lose as well, right? I exactly. Mean, and you don't want to be dealing with clients every day and going to the ombudsman for the same issue. I remember there was one um, solution that Sabric had suggested where the South African Banking Risk Information Center, where you punch in your PIN code, um, Backwards. So you, if it's one, two, three, four, you say four, three, two, one to alert the bank that you are either under duress or this is being done, uh, because you have been held yeah. at gunpoint. So if uh, those are solutions you, are, are used, then. Are you sure that's a fabric thing? Because as far as I'm aware, that's a myth. It doesn't actually work. It's not a thing. I had asked them about this, but like it was a solution that they wanted the banks to use. Uh, oh, okay. I remember it was in an interview where I was asking them what solutions oh, okay. can we have. It's not something that's actually in place, right. but okay. I'm okay. Not, yeah, I mean, banks can take up these type of solutions to make sure, Absolutely. you know, that these cases don't happen. Put the tech in place and to do it. I just wanted to say, as far as uh, Tim and Corsi's case goes in, in, in closing, that um, I, I came across his case um, during the course of today, and um, I did raise it with Capitec to say, you know, are you, would you consider reimbursing some or all of the losses under the circumstances? The other bank, in his case, did, although it was a much smaller amount, it must be said. Um, but they haven't, you know, I haven't given, they haven't had enough time to come back to me. Um, I've just had an undertaking that they will. So I can report back on that in another chat. Well, that was Wendy Nola giving us uh, more insights about how you can approach uh, a situation where you are held at gunpoint and robbers get you to punch in your pin. Of course, uh, from a banking point of view, they see that as you okaying the the the, the transaction, but you can still, uh, you know, go to the ombudsman and try get your cash back. It's not always easy, but on a case by case basis, there has been cases where the ombudsman has awarded the money back to the consumer. So if you do go through that kind of crime where you are, um, you know, taken by these robbers and you're under duress at gunpoint and you're asked to punch in your pin, you can still go to the ombudsman to try and relieve that. That was Wendy Lola, uh, the consumer ninja this week.